1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: You know, the thing about making history, you never really try to make it. It just happens. Journey started with an iPhone and an idea, and it led to our living room, creating content that changed the world forever. Earn Your Leisure Podcast, Episode Six. Time flies. Like we always say, man, we came up with no expectations, just knowing that we wanted to educate people, especially from our community.
3: Oh my God, assets, overvalue, and all these great things.
2: <laughs> and like these are the results of it, man. People have been supporting at it. A- Tremendous level. So, thank you so much for the support. And we got some more stuff we got coming though. InvestFest is the festival that the world needed, but never had. Backdrop. So we took change into our own hands and made it happen for the world, for by the culture. Shout
1: out to yourselves for being in the right place every yeah. day.
2: Yeah. InvestFest is the premier destination for investors around the world. It's a sanctuary for all entrepreneurs and investors. A yearly pilgrimage to bring brands and businesses together and push them to new heights. Welcome to Invest Fest where culture and commerce connect.
4: Welcome back to another episode of the Ranting Gems Real Estate Podcast. My name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700.
2: And, and <laughs> Better my known name. as MG the Jeez, <laughs>
4: that's a lot.
3: Listen, and my name is Kiana Watson, broker extraordinaire, license number 317576. And um, I want you guys to know that today we have a phenomenal episode for you. We have Devon Reeves, okay? Zee Devon Reeves. And... Um, I really wanted to bring someone on here. Like I said, I met her out and about and she owns a hotel. Let me just say it one more time. She owns an entire hotel and I wanted to have her to come on this podcast, share her gifts, give you guys some steps to help you dream bigger because you know we like to play monopoly around here uh-huh. so you know you buy four houses and you then you get a hotel yeah, i'm still waiting for my
4: hotel i need to know what to do i, I think we need to name this episode monopoly or something it like is that. It's, yeah. it's called monopoly baby this is deemed, deemed and proclaimed monopoly it, exactly exactly all right so let me ask you this first question let's get started right when did you fall in love with real estate
5: Well, wow. When did I fall in love with real estate? Probably when I was working as a non-paid intern. A non-paid intern? Yeah, for a hotel consulting firm. Okay. Because I actually got my start off working in the industry, not through real estate, actually working as a front desk agent. So I never thought about owning a hotel, multi, for anything. And everyone in my family owned a home, so that wasn't new, right? But um, but my my love for real estate came working as a non-paid intern wow
4: and how about, long ago was this probably
5: about seven or eight years ago
4: damn so from seven eight years you went from non-paid yeah. to hotel owner yeah Shit. that's a gym right there yeah. <laughs> we share your story since this is a safe place we need I mean, to know i
5: mean you you gotta work hard right and uh-huh. you all know that's why you're on the stage right Um, So again, I got my start working as a front desk agent, working at a hotel, working at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta, and I never thought that you could own a hotel because the owners of that particular hotel is the Hyatt. So I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. So after about six and a half years working in the front office, I decided I was like, I want to do something else. I still want to be in the hospitality industry, but I want to do something else. And so I was like, I want to get into. Asset management. I wanted to get into the transactional side. I wanted to do something else. And that's when this non-paid internship came came along. And so I'm working there in the morning because I still had to pay my bills, because this was after college. So and of course my family was like, wait, Devon, how are you taking a non-paid internship after you graduate from college? Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't work. It's usually the other way around. Mm, yeah. But I knew that my goal wanted to become a hotel owner. Again, Ooh. I didn't know hotels real estate. I didn't know I wanted to own a hotel. Right. And so I had to create my own roadmap. There wasn't Google back then. There wasn't, you know, Instagram. I don't think Instagram was
3: really around. There was, was two people on Instagram at that <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, at that time <laughs> think, it was think, Instagram wasn't like
4: it is today. Right. No.
5: And in Facebook, I think you still had to have your like college, you know, email address to even be on. So it wasn't this community that we have now. So I had to create my own way. And um, working at that again, that non internship, that's when I learned about commercial real estate. Uh, that's when I learned about feasibility studies. That's when I learned about public private partnerships, you know, because our clients at the time, they owned thousands of acres of land. Mm. You know, mm. they're coming into meetings on their own private planes. And I'm mm. like, oh, wait, this is the we're life, life I want to be. Right. Okay. See. OK. And so they were like, you know, we want to we want to own hotels, just playing Monopoly again in real life. And so I left working at the, the uh, working full time at a hotel and I took that job full time. So I was there for about two years. And I wanted, again, I wanted something larger. I wanted to work for a larger firm. And that's when I moved to Boston. And that's when my eyes opened to really owning hotels. I mean, the reason why, because I was working on behalf of owners, I was working in asset management. So I was learning about financing, right? Um, I was learning how people understand leverage. Okay. Um, learning how these larger companies, you know, they're essentially not really using their money to buy. I'm OPM. like, wait a minute. OPM. OPM. I'm, I'm like, but they're doing the OPM on like a billion
3: dollar level. Yeah. We, so what we want to do is we want to slow this down. Yeah. Can we just make sure we drop a gym where we always forget the value of unpaid things. We want to get paid to be a part of everything. And she took an unpaid position just to get the game. Yeah. She took yeah. an unpaid position, and now, eight years later, she owns her own hotel. How long were
4: you unpaid for? Three months. For three months. Okay, so, so 90 days.
3: A 90-day.
4: I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. So, uh-huh. what's the first step? Like, how do we go from, because, look, we talk multifamilies, you know, everybody talks one, two duplexes, triplexes, quads, you know, 10 family units, but hotel, that's just a whole different ballgame. Well, you got to start with your mindset. Oh, talk about the Come mindset. On. You got to start
5: with your mindset. So, you know it's, it's like, like Monopoly, right? So you own, you literally buy in the block. So, but you have to wrap your brain around that I can actually own this hotel because a lot of people don't reali- realize that a hotel is an operating business sitting on real estate. Mm. So that's why it's so attractive because not only are you owning a land, you're owning a building and now you're owning the business. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you have to get your mindset and you have to wrap your brain around when you actually stay at a hotel that you can actually own it. Right. Because people don't because we don't. I mean, I didn't grow up thinking I could own a hotel. I didn't inherit one, but it wasn't until I started to expand my network and I started to join different organizations that were very diverse. It wasn't people that all looked like me. I was the only one in the room. But that's where I learned about hotel ownership is people my age who are inheriting hotels, who are working for hotel ownership groups. And essentially, they're. so I had I had to change my mindset. I had to get out of my my own way and be like, you know, they can do it. I can do it, too. So I've always been curious. So I had to be curious. I had to ask questions. I had to be creative. Essentially, I think mentioned before in a previous episode, I didn't see anyone who essentially looked like me. So I had to I had to figure it out. But I had to start. I had to and I had to I had to speak it with conviction. Right. I had to say. Okay, I want to be a hotel owner. I want to do this. I want to. I want to create wealth for myself and for generations that I'll never meet. But I have to believe it, right? Because people, you know, they they say it, but you have to believe it. So going back to that mindset.
4: Mindset. First step.
5: That's the first step. step then the first. second step. Finances. So let's talk about. Let's finances. talk about finances. You got to get your finances together,
4: right? Okay, so what do we need, like, right, to buy a hotel? How much money do we need?
5: Well, it depends on the hotel.
4: I know you're okay. gonna hear me say that word a lot because
5: it does depend. Okay. All okay. right. Right. So you can get I've seen hotels selling for four hundred and fifty thousand. Wow. Wow. Right? How many? How many rooms? That's like sixteen rooms. It's what? in the middle of nowhere. You know. Oh, okay. It's but, not like a. It's, it's like a motel. It's not really a hotel. Some motel. a motel. Okay, it's a motel. <laughs> okay. I've worked on deals where the hotel sold for a billion dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. Right.
4: Now so, we're talking.
5: So that was my portfolio while I was in Boston. I had a billion dollar portfolio. So that's what I'm saying. It 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 all depends. But starting off, I always recommend first-time hotel owners uh, to look into something that's probably less than eight million, um, so that way you can take advantage of the SBA loan. You know, and you and so let's talk can, about. Wait SBA a minute, loans. there's a what?
3: There's an SBA loan about hotel?
5: Oh yeah. Let's break oh, this
3: down, please. Break this, like, wait a minute. We're going too fast. That's too late, James. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. Let are going too Wait a minute. Let me slow down. Okay, okay. wait a minute. So I want to own a hotel. I got my mind right. I've already decided I, I am capable. I am able. I, I am deserving. And I'm ready to buy a hotel. My recommended price point is $8 million. And SBA is going to help me buy buy that home. Yeah, buy yeah. that hotel. Let's talk about How it. How much financing are they going to give you on that?
5: Uh, typically, you know... Uh, 10 to 20%. I yeah. would say start
4: off with like 20% now. So they'll find SBA will finance an $8 million hotel with 20% down. I would say maybe not 8, maybe like 5 to 7 just to be on the
5: safe side. Five so to seven 5 million. to
4: 7 million dollar deal with 20% down with an SBA loan.
5: Yeah. And then you can get other other other, you know, some some deals I've seen where they work with their local banks.
4: Damn.
1: Mm. So mm. now
4: you get the SBA the, the 80% and now you can do a, what's called a capital stack. Mm-hmm. and you stack the money, you can get more money from other banks to bridge or that gap. you can gap. bring in investors. Talk about this, Queen. We you, need to know. Yeah, you let's can, sit back. Let's yeah, look at Yeah, yeah. Just, just break this all down. I
5: mean, you, you, you can bring in investors. A lot of people don't realize, you know, that you can use your retirement to invest in deals. You can use life insurance to invest in deals. So people don't realize, like, the stuff that I'm... I, was, I didn't realize this but until I was around these circles, right, when I realized the true definition of OPM that they really they weren't using they were leveraging in there because hotels is a long term investment. So anybody who's trying to get into hotels this is not a quick rich. This is not an overnight flip. This is like you looking at three to five years. Mm-hmm. And also going back to the steps, mindset, finance, but then what's your ownership thesis? So set up your criteria. So if you know that you want to stick with something that you can get something like a, a, an SBA loan, Or uh, you want to work with your community bank and they can provide financing for you if you're able to attain it. um, You need to you need to figure out your criteria, what type of brands you want to look into. You know, what type of what's the location? It's real estate. Location is the key. Right. Right. Remember that four hundred and fifty thousand. That was in the middle of nowhere. That's why it was four hundred and
2: fifty
5: thousand. But if you're talking about something in downtown Atlanta, you're not getting anything for four hundred and fifty thousand.
3: Right. Nothing. So when you're evaluating, so you're like, OK, listen, I want to I want to buy my first hotel. So I have my financing. So financing is in order. Just take us down with it. Like, is that kind of like the same thing, like buying a house is in order that way or get another pre-approval. way?
5: Pre-approval. Broker is not going to talk to you if, if it's your first time buying a hotel. Same thing. If you talking to someone who wants to buy a house, I want to buy a house. OK, I need your pre-approval. Right. Okay. So same thing with the hotel. If you're looking to talk to a broker, okay. they want to see your pre-approval. Where do they find these brokers? Um, brokers. Um, there are major brokers. Uh, a good friend of mine, he he's a broker. Uh, he works for Paramount Lodging Advisors. Um, Say that one more time. Paramount Lodging Advisors. Um, another uh, hotel broker is um, Marcus and Milchap. Uh, Hunter mm. Advisors is here in, in Atlanta. So there are a lot of um, um, hotel brokers. There's only a thing about four Black hotel brokers. Mm. And one of um. my friends, I'm giving him a shot. His name is Omari Head. Uh, he's the hip hop hotel broker. Very good friend of mine. He's the ho, the That's
3: the hip hop hotel, hotel broker. Okay, so you can find that that person on, uh, on social Instagram. media. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, right. He <laughs> stayed drop,
5: dropping gems, but um, he's transacted actually over 140 hotels. Wow. That's amazing. We I may mean, need to get him on the pod. Oh, I need to, yeah, you need to bring him on. He's dope. Yeah, no, that's crazy. But um, so finding a broker, um, actually starting off before you get to a broker, you want to actually work with like a, a consultant or an asset manager, um, because then they can help you find a broker, right? Okay. Um, because a lot of time when people get into hotels, they think, oh, I've done so many multifamilies, I've done so many houses, it's the same thing. I can do it myself. No, you
4: need to get people who have experience in hotels. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. yeah. how are you analyzing these deals? Like, what's the formula? I can't remember the term off the top of my head. Par revenue? Oh, revPAR. 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 Yeah. So, what's revPAR?
5: So revPAR stands for revenue per available room, and essentially that's just the metric that's to show you how healthy your hotel is performing. Um, and essentially what you can use it as a benefit.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
5: Smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so the three top KPIs that we look for in the hotel. What's the KPI? KPI. <laughs> thank, Slow it you, down. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that because I just go on. But a KPI, it stands for Key Performance Indicator. Okay. And so essentially what that is, you use that to track that. Anybody who's in business, they should be using some type of KPI to track whatever their, track their, their, and their performance, yeah, yeah. to measure their performance. And so essentially that's what a KPI is. And so the top three for hotels is um, occupancy. Mm-hmm. And so occupancy is, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a 100 room hotel, mm-hmm. right? And 50, 50 rooms have checked in. Now you're at a 50% occupancy, Right. And so then another metric would be ADR, and that stands for average daily rate. Okay. And so essentially what that is, that is all, it is so many different rate codes in the hotel. So let's say you're here for a conference, that's a rate code. Let's say, you know, you're traveling on AARP, that's a rate code. So now you're getting the average of all those different rates. Um, and, uh, and that'll determine as far as like how your performance um, year over year, how you're comparing to other hotels, how you are performing in the market. And then how you get to RevPar is a combination of occupancy and ADR.
4: Wow, so Love it. So like when people book for blocks of rooms for weddings and things that that's all considered in these metrics.
5: Correct. Yep, that's okay. all considered in these. Yep, exactly. So ADR. So for wedding block, can they'll have their own rate, right? Well, mm-hmm. they should if they negotiate it. So they have a negotiated rate. You know, if you just walk in, there's a walk-in rate. If you're, you know, flying, oh. if you're working for a crew, it's so many different rates. Um, as far as a family reunion rate, right? Mm, you wow! You ever gone to a family reunion <laughs> yes. and you and you have a special rate code? They use it to track it, right? And so all of those are combined. Well, not combined, but those are um, those are. I won't say negotiated, but it, it just gives you an idea of all the different rate codes, and um, you use it at the at the end of the year, the end of
4: the month, at the day, just to just to track and see how your hotel is performing. So once you have all these metrics, then from there the broker. Um, the hotel broker would determine what type of financing.
5: Well, that's a great question. So and go, ask, I'm glad that she brought that up. That's another reason why you need to get someone who understands hotels, because all those metrics that I just spit, spit out. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand hotels and you're looking to evaluate or you're looking to sell a hotel, you could possibly be having your client buy a hotel that's overvalued and mm-hmm. see how hotels are evaluated. They're really evaluated based off the business, the real estate. Yeah. But it's really the business. Right. And so it's three things that makes a hotel successful location, brand and operator. Right. And so those are what banks are typically looking at. Right. Mm -hmm. If you got all three and you have someone who has experience owning, I mean, managing a hotel. because At the end of the day, you a mortgage. All they care about is just getting their money back.
4: That's a fact. That's all banks
5: care about. Right. Are you going to pay your debt service? Am I going to it. anything outside of that?
4: What's that service for those who
3: don't know? That
5: service is mortgage. It's just a mortgage. Okay. Yeah.
3: So when you're talking about, now I got, now I've gotten my stuff together. Mm -hmm. I found me some investors. So most people do find investors or get backing to buy that first hotel, right? Oh, I've yet to see a hotel where it was one person. I'd be yet. So you, basically how we do crowdfunding on our end we need to get our minds around, you know, because there's some people like, I don't want to invest with other people. But if you had that mindset, would you you wouldn't recommend them to get into the if, hotel business?
5: If Fortune 500 companies invest with others, why can't we invest
4: with
3: others? Mm. That's a gem. Can, can you say that's that? A loud? A say it louder. Say it, we yeah. always act like we can't work yeah, together.
5: We, we yeah. to have that, to that one.
4: Because collaboration is better hey. than competition. Oh, oh yeah. hey.
5: Collaboration is I, is I say that all the time over over competition. Right. So people that's another thing going back to that mindset where we feel like that we have to do everything on our own. No, and I kind of thought that too. And so again, working in a non-pay intern, working in asset management, working in consulting, and I started to see these billion, multi-billion dollar firms working with other people. Mm, I said, wait a minute, y'all don't need them. You don't even need a bank to buy a hotel. That's a fact. Like they buy, this one company, they bought a over $400 million hotel. They didn't need a bank but they understand leverage and they brought in other investors.
3: So they understood that they want to use other people's money and keep their capital where their capital less is less
5: risk. A lot of people don't, a lot of people when you put all your, your eggs in one, one bag, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And something happens now that's all that risk associated on you. But now if you spread the risk, that's less risk on your, your portfolio. Mm-hmm.
3: I love that. Yeah. So let's talk about the crowdfunding part. Cause I just want people to know like one step. So, When you're looking at different hotels, what hotel brands would you say would be good for a beginner hotel investor? And um, I know you looked all over the country before you even found the hotel that you're in. So this is one question. Then we get to the second one. Give them three hotel brands that you feel like will be good for beginner investors when it comes to owning a hotel.
5: That's a great question. And I'm going to ask you a question to clarify. It depends on your strategy, your investment strategy. Do you want to focus more on cash flow or do you want more of a buy and hold?
3: I want the cash. I want, cash. want the cash flow. <laughs> Cash is cake, <kink>, baby. <laughs> I can say that with all honesty. Yeah, okay, cash okay. Flow.
5: And the reason why I'm saying that because it's two different strategies. Well, break them down both. So okay. I'm going to do, do the first one is cash flow. So if you want to do cash flow. Ooh, the top three. Oh, my gosh. Top three, I would say I would say a choice property. Okay. Choice, choice, choice brand. So I don't know if you ever heard of like Comfort Inn and yeah, or yeah. Cambria. Um, all of those are part of choice. And the reason why I say choice because they actually, they're one of the very few brands that actually has an initiative to encourage African-Americans Ooh. to own a hotel. Ooh. They oh, actually have it. an incentive in place.
4: Shit, why well, we didn't know that? We didn't know that. We, we know, know that. now. We know now. <laughs> how, that's a damn show, sure gem because uh, why they not out here marketing this to us so we can know these things?
2: Well. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
5: Our our industry, I I love our hospitality industry. They market within the industry. (laughs) Got
2: it. (laughs) Like the rich get richer, huh?
5: Basically. You know, it's just, and, and see, and I'm a different generation. I'm a different color. Mm -hmm. right so i have a different a different platform so um but i'm here to say that yeah so so
4: um, so choice
5: choice choices and the reason why because they have more of what we call um economy brands and those are like your um Lodge. um you know again cash flow you know the indians own over 50 percent of the hotels in the united states the indian community from india And the reason why? Because they start off with cash flow, that cash flow model, starting off with like a a Econo Lodge or a Motel Six. So that's why I'm starting off with. And then the reason I'm saying choice because they have that incentive program. So then probably the next brand, ooh, I would actually say Motel Six.
1: Okay. Motel Motel Six
5: is a part of G Six. That's the brand. Um, Look at Motel Six. I don't know if they have any incentives for African American, but that's a good place to start. Right. Um, I'm sure
3: everybody has driven by and seen some of Mo- them. Absolutely. And I always wonder how they stayed in business. But then when you think <laughs> yeah. about it on the other side, <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody got to <laughs> stay yeah. somewhere. Yeah.
5: And yeah. that owner is very happy. I'm sure. I'm the pretty sure. Very happy. That owner, and, t- and that's how they start their portfolio with that model, starting off with that cash flow. Because uh-huh. they th- think, think about during COVID it was all these truck drivers. I know exactly what happened. In. And when they needed a place to stay, what
3: they say? Right. Yeah, they, they, they're not
5: staying at the St. Regis. <laughs> they're not staying <laughs> they're at the St. Regis. They're staying right at that
1: Motel
4: Six. Mm.
5: They may stay at that Comfort Inn and Suites. That's what they're saying. Mm. And they were saying. And actually, here's another gem: those type of hotels performed very well during COVID. Mm. Talk
3: about affordable.
5: That. Affordable. And just think about it. You know, families who are driving from you know New York to Florida to Disney World and stuff. This is pre-COVID and post-COVID, and they see. A nice, comfortable, you know, Motel Six or, you know, Comfort Inn and Suites or Hampton Inn or something on the side of the road, something
3: that's affordable for them to stay and feed those kids, that's where yeah. they're gonna stay.
4: Man, I never
3: thought about it like that. Yeah, cause, cause MG wants to be where the Wagyu is. See, yeah, yeah, MG yeah, want to yeah, yeah. be at the St. Regions. to right, yeah, yeah, the
4: four seasons. that's a yeah, so You can
3: stay there, but
5: then you go own a Comfort in the Suites.
4: No, that, <laughs> that can pay for my stay at the Regis. That's Regions. the yeah. thing. House, house hacking. Hack. It's
5: house hacking. <laughs> hotel <laughs> hotel <laughs> hacking. Hotel. <laughs> okay,
4: you know. so we, so can we
5: hack a hotel? Can you hack? Yeah. What? Actually, you can. Come on. Talk to us. You, you she didn't finish, finish number, number three. She didn't finish number three. Oh, my three. bad, my you, bad. Go, the, they, go, they go to the, the third us one. On yes. I'm hot right so now. I'm I, I so mentally taking So note. Okay, so we have, I said Choice, I said Motel 6, and I, the next one, oh, it's so hard. I guess Wyndham? Wyndham. Okay. Wyndham will be good. Mm. Um, the reason why Wyndham would be good, um, they have Days In. Uh, what other brands do
4: they have? I've seen There's tons of brands. days in, in the streets.
5: Days in days in been around, you know, since our grandparents didn't live. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Been growing up. Yeah. For so real. it's just it's it's a brand, it's an established brand, um, good cash flow. Um, Microtel, they have Microtel and the Wyndham brand. Um. So oh, oh can I add a fourth? Go ahead. Yes. Right. Bonus. So fourth Bonus. one would be uh, a Best Western. I've seen those everywhere. I've seen them everywhere. And the reason why I would say Best Western, because Best Western, they, so think of the other three that I mentioned, the first three brands, think of them as banks and think of the Best Western as a credit union. So mm. Best Western has more of a a membership model. Mm. So that's why I would say
3: uh, a Best Western. Perfect. See? That's a gem. That's a gem right there. Four Bonus gems. gem. Four gems. Y'all got that?
4: Shit, we all about right. to get some hotel money in this business. Exactly. <laughs> we trying to get the hotel money. So go ahead, Kiana. So, I'm sorry. No,
3: no, you go ahead. Now I ask those questions. You got no. To-
4: I wanted to know about like hacking, right? Because I'm all about house hacking and things so, of that nature. It's so like, funny. Like, I didn't like, even
5: think about it until you said it. But that's actually how the a lot of these communities they they grew their portfolio because they live in the hotel. Them and their family. They all work in the hotel to save you know labor and cost and everything and yeah essentially there's a lot of the older hotels the newer hotels you won't see they have typically what you call like an owner suite or the GM suite Mm -hmm. um and it's like an actual like apartment like kitchen washing everything in there um it's just that with a lot of newer hotels um the um, owner suites are in the buildings. But if you find like the exterior corridors, like where you have to like you go into your room from the outside, that's when you see a lot of the uh, general manager suite where you can live in. So, yeah. Interesting. So yeah. buy the hotel, live in it.
3: Hire your family. Hire you your family. Can bring, or
5: you can <laughs> what you could do. And this is a gem. You could bring your general manager to incentivize your general manager, because, again, you don't want to you don't want to be in there checking folks in and doing all the work you bring in your general manager, give them as part of their compensation
4: package and they can live in the, the hotel. Jim. Damn. Jim. Yeah. Super Jims. I, I like this so far. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is interesting because now my mind is just sitting here like why, why do you think I said, listen, yeah.
3: Davon, she always, I, 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 my, my head was spinning. Every time I sit down with her, my head just gets spinning because I'm thinking, why was I thinking so small? You know, so I hope that you guys are feeling the same way. It's like, why was I, why was I limiting myself?
4: No, that's a fact because I never thought in a million years about ever owning a hotel, even thinking about buying a hotel. And now from what you're telling me, like, this makes a lot of sense to me to to own a hotel.
5: I wouldn't say limited. It was more so the exposure and the knowledge. Absolutely. We don't talk about owning hotels in our community, right? We talk about buy your house, keep it in, you know, keep it in the family, pass it down, you know, save grandmama house. But in the Indian community, they have hotels floating around like it's nothing. I'm telling you, it's people who own hotels that are like 19. What? Wow. Exactly. That's why I had to say youngest African American. I was very specific with that because it's the Indian who owns a hotel. Like this one of my girlfriends, she's way younger than I am. She owns like three hotels because they inherit them. Wow. Generational wealth. Wow. So I was like, you get a hotel, you get
4: a hotel. You... Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Damn, they're like Oprah? Oh, they <laughs>
5: like, hey, you like Hillary. And so what? Now, they they have a different mindset. So they're like, I don't want a day's in. I want a
4: true by Hilton. Damn. You see so, what I'm saying? So they,
5: they
4: like, upgrading. I want hide it now. Mm. Damn. So, so from a cost perspective, right? Like expenses. Like how expensive Seriously. is it is to run a hotel? Yeah. Because I know we're talking all this good <laughs> stuff, right? Because I'm just thinking about when I stay in hotels... I mean, I've been to hotel parties. They threat, we threat, like it's crazy sometimes, trashing right? It. Trashing it, that, it. That's an expense. Like, how does that <laughs> work? Now? Because that got to kill your bottom line, especially with COVID. You know, people wasn't traveling like they are now. America's opening up. People are traveling, but people took a lot of losses yeah. in the hospitality industry. So, right. how did COVID really affect your business? Well, and expenses and everything like that. Well, we actually acquired the
5: hotel during COVID. Mm.
4: Mm turned a pandemic to so band-demic, a pandemic. baby. Yeah, that's yeah, we actually acquired. I told y'all it I was pandemic season. You did. You know, yeah, buying yeah. hotels during the pandemic. The whole
5: entire hotel. Talk and to we, us about this. So we, we we, you would understand this because you in the mortgage business. Uh, we we uh, took advantage of a, uh, I, I mean, this is a true, true jam. I'm like, they need to take the course for what I'm about to say. So okay, come so, on. Just, come so you can on. share just enough. Just come on. give them just enough. Uh, but you, you're you familiar with note
4: sales. And yes. To's, yes, and that's, that's
5: essentially how we took advantage of our um
4: what's the subject to for those who
5: don't know so a subject to essentially what that is is you're taking over the mortgage right you're mm-hmm. taking over the debt um and so um essentially what we did the previous owner uh you know due to COVID and had other properties um one of the hotel that we required wasn't able to hold on to it and so we were able to take advantage of what is called a note sale so for those who are looking to get into the hotel business I'm starting to see more and more hotels that are being for sale using note sales. And essentially, you just take over. You just take over the note. It's like you're one person in it. So the original seller is in the driving. You know, you know, in the driver's seat. And then I come over. I'm like, hey. And so either <laughs> either the 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 new se- the old seller sits in the driver sits in the passenger seat or gets out. But either way, now I'm now in the driver's seat. I'm the driver the mortgage, now with the mortgage. Look at yeah. me.
4: I'm the captain now. <laughs> you're the captain now. I love wow. it. That's I love interesting. It. Yeah. So, when you, you didn't do the thing about it, look, I'm looking,
3: no. I'm looking at <laughs> your mind because you're like, a minute, like, what? I do this all day. Listen.
5: So,
4: you can assume somebody's note. Oh, yeah. In the hotel world. Oh, yeah. What kind of terms do they offer? Because they ain't throwing year fixes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are they offering? Five years, this seven years, 10 years? Come on, Queen, talk
3: to us.
5: Oh, I forgot. I'm trying to think. I got so many deals in my head. I'm trying to think of the terms that we got. That's what
3: I'm talking about. Sis got so many deals in oh, no, my head. Oh, no, I am. I'm
5: really thinking. I don't want to say the wrong deal. The, the I will say this. One deal that we had to pass up, the deal definitely wasn't favorable. It was a note sale. I mean, I'm still sad about this one. It was a portfolio sale. Okay.
4: Let
5: me tell you how good these note sales are right Come now. Come on. This is not, we, we didn't close on it. It didn't work oh. out. But it was the note was 10 million, but it was worth 20 million. Oh wow. It okay. was a two two hotel portfolio. 10 million. The note, but it was actually valued at 20 million.
4: Mm. Why so, did that close? The seller The seller. He backed so, out?
5: It just made it, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to get out the car. Remember that analogy yeah, I was saying? Yeah, he okay. So sometimes you... he wanted to stay in the passenger seat and then tell you how to drive and then be in the back. It was just a lot. Yeah, uh, so it just didn't work uh, out. Okay. Got
3: it. So you yeah. got to get out the car.
5: Yeah. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. So <laughs> you want me to drive <laughs> I got to take directions, but you messed up your hotel. That's how we in this position. You know what I mean?
4: So it was just, it just didn't work Damn, out. Damn. So you can really sit out here and find distressed hotel owners. All the
5: time.
4: How do we find that?
5: You know, having relationships with the bank, um, having relationships. It's all about relationships, you know, relation or service providers, debt service providers Um, have relationship with lenders, having relationships with management companies and owners. You know, a lot of times owners don't even use when you get to a certain level, you don't really deal with broke. You deal with only certain brokerage firms that can handle those sophisticated deals. So sometimes I get wholesalers. um, You cannot. I'm saying this. You cannot.
4: Wholesale a hotel. <laughs> oh, I, I was about to ask. That. I'm like, so
5: wait, how, wait. You, you cannot. I'm saying this again for somebody to come to my inbox. <laughs> you cannot, and I can spot them. Like we can. T- people, hotel people can spot wholesalers.
3: And so you can't wholesale a hotel.
5: No.
3: It's kind of like taboo. It's not. It's not the thing to do.
5: No. No, it's not I mean for one because you you don't even know how to evaluate it like you Got know what it. I mean yeah. like I remember one time somebody was trying to sell me like a Ritz-Carlton on a Word document I'm like what are you doing this <laughs> on, is a legit. Word doc- on a Word document you know <laughs> it's like what are you doing so basically
3: she said don't do not get it this this is a very very valuable seat she is she is the captain come over here with knowing what you know in your stuff right yeah because I, I mean nobody's going to take you yeah nobody
5: Because and another thing is with brokers you know because you want to have control of the deal. So wholesalers, you working with the broker like I've seen wholesalers who came to me because typically the hotel world is small. So we've seen the deals before. I can just call up a broker like, you know, this deal, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a wholesaler try to sell me the deal from the broker. Of the
3: broker. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, they doing so. That's they not doing too much. So good thing. Yeah. So one thing about the hotel industry, it sounds like to me, you got to have the right relationships. Yeah, you you got to be a part of the right organizations. Yeah. So let's just talk bottom line numbers. When you are evaluating a hotel, now, you say this is for the long haul. Yeah. You know, this is not like flipping a house and making me six figures real quick. Yeah. But everybody got to get paid. I mean, you're looking beautiful today. Well, you you showed I, I, up. I mean, I say, you know, you was on, looking I, like I, money. I'm with, with, with,
5: with Miss
3: Kiana. I was like, I, I, I better come correct.
4: Look, I can't keep up, so I ain't even going to try. Like. So,
3: so let's just talk about, like, how do you evaluate your hotels? And what, is, what are the potential um, profits um, that you can get from just... Just, just a typical hotel, like you know, humbly speaking, a five million dollar hotel. Because you, because it, it sounds like to me a five million dollar hotel is just like it's like somebody buying a hundred thousand dollar house. Yeah, it is. Ooh, it, it really is. Like buying a hotel.
5: When you get in the hotel community, it's like you bought a house. It's like it's really not a big deal. Um, it's like, oh, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> going. It's like I have one, and they're like, oh, I got fifties. You know, it's not yeah.
4: a competition, but it's just you know. <laughs> Humbly speaking.
5: Humbly it's really speaking. humbly yeah, speaking. Yeah, I got 50. Yeah, literally, that's exactly how they say it. Yeah, I got 57. Yeah. But anyway, um, as far as, so I'm more of a buy and hold person. Okay. And so um, typically, typically the margins I look for, margins, really the percentages or ROI, that ROI stands return on investment. I typically look for, um, going back to my ownership thesis or investment criteria, I look at at least 20% return on investment. Um, I look at, uh, brands. I'm not really brand agnostic. Like I can, as long as the, the brand makes sense, right. Depending on a really, I'm more of a location person, mm-hmm. right? So going back to what I said before, location, brand and operator. So I'll talk about my hotel. My hotel is in Oklahoma. It's in El Reno. It's on the make now El Reno. It is nothing in El Reno. It's beautiful. Actually, I should go visit. It's a beautiful lake. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> hotel. a so to see by Hilton, 85 room. So actually, yes, it is. But the hotel is next to an interstate. It's like literally along the interstate, a major interstate. So again, a lot of these truck drivers, a lot of people driving back and forth. So that's why it's a great location. Um, brand. Um, so I look at, so it's, it was a Hilton brand. Hilton is number two in the world. Um, operator. We actually brought in an operator. We brought in Commonwealth. Um, so they operate the day-to-day. So that's why I'm able to sit here on the stage with two beautiful people. Love it. Because Commonwealth, they're doing an amazing job running the day-to-day operations. Um, so as far as those are the things that um I look for as far as value add opportunities, um, a distress, what a distressed property looks like, it looks like if we can come in, if I can come in and bring an operator, it depends on if the market can hold it, um, how much renovation I had to put in. So you, I, I don't know how it works in, I think it's an ARV and resident. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. A renovated value. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we don't talk like that in hotels. So this sometimes I like, I have to like,
4: yeah,
5: try to understand. But, um, so we call PIPs. So PIP is like a renovation. So PIP stands for property improvement plan.
4: Okay. Right. Okay.
5: And so that means we're seeing, you know, how much it would cost if the hotel needs renovated. My hotel didn't need, need renovated. It was built in 2017. We acquired in 2020. So it's a fairly new hotel. Uh, typically brands, they want you to, renov- they have brand standards. I don't know if you, sometimes you've gone to different hotels and one day it's like, oh, they changed and they got this new sofa and they yes. have this new design because yeah. they meet the different brand standards that as an owner, you have to pay for it. Okay. So one thing about being a, hotels is the franchise. So you're buying into a franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to abide by their rules if you want to be a part of their franchise. It
3: can be expensive.
5: So that's why I said choice, because the, the, you, the it's not as expensive as a Marriott and a Hyatt and a Hilton. So it's a little bit more feasible for someone who's just getting into the space as far as managing that, that pit.
4: So if I buy a hotel mm-hmm. and I buy through a brand, mm-hmm. now I have to buy the franchise also with that brand? and pay franchise fees as well? Yeah,
5: you'll have to pay a franchise yeah, you, yeah, you have to buy um if anyone who's familiar with franchising, yeah, so you buy into a franchise, you have to um apply um so they could
4: decline you essentially.
5: And you won't get your application back. Your application money back. Oh, yeah.
4: you got to pay. And how oh, much yeah, how pay. much is your application fee?
5: It can start from, you know, Five figures
3: to six figures. What? For a fucking application? (laughs) Yeah. Six figures. Yeah. Listen, I I done lost, I done forgot we was even on this podcast. (laughs) I lost my breath. Wait a minute. So
5: it's expensive. So some people, you know, I'm very transparent. If you want to get into this space, you definitely want to have
4: um, oh so you mean it's no hundred percent finance and no money down ah, for ah, hotel? Ah, <laughs> oh no is no grant programs for this? No, no. ain't no grant programs. <laughs> now there are
5: incentives. Let me wait, wait, I'll take that back. Okay. So if you want to develop, it actually it develop developing a hotel, it costs more to acquire, but there are more incentives. Okay. So you can get um, you know, incentives depending on if your local, you know, municipality, if they're in need for a new hotel. Um, sometimes the brands don't work with you, but again, you have to work with someone who's experienced because sometimes if you don't know, you don't know what to ask for. Like some people, they wouldn't even know to go to the city and ask for tax incentives. Experienced developers know, but Mm. people who are just starting out, they, they wouldn't know.
4: So you get the tax incentives from the state or the county. Yeah. If they have it available. Yeah. Tax abatements and all that other Mm -hmm. stuff. If
3: they have it available. So that's, so those, that's where we, that's where we're, we're just trying to find where the money reside. You know, we're like, okay, I own this hotel, so now you're talking about, you know, a lot of that has a lot to do with your vacancy rate, Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with your rate and how you kind of get all these other programs out here. So you got the walk in rate, and I didn't even know that. So you're just charging me an extra fee because I walked in the door. But if I walk outside and go on the app, I'm gonna get charged a different fee. You get cheaper.
4: And that's why they have like all these different websites, yeah, all these
5: different apps and stuff. Yeah, it's just a disruptor. Yeah. I mean, some hotels even use Airbnb to market their, their Ooh, use. Oh,
3: speaking of Airbnb, Let's since you brought
5: it up. Can we Airbnb <laughs> since, the since hotel? Since you brought it up. Exactly. I mean, I've seen hotels that Airbnb their rooms. I've seen some hotels meet in space that was on Pure Space. What? Yeah. Damn. All it is is just another revenue stream. Like you on there uh, looking for a space. I might as well add my hotel. So to it. if
4: you are in a brand, they don't restrict you.
5: It depends now. Okay. It, it, it depends. It depends Cause on which brand, because you have to follow mm-hmm. the rules. So it, it depends. Um, yeah. It's not like. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah so that's why some people, now some people, I hear it a lot. I want to start my own brand. And I'm just like thinking in my head, okay, for one, it's very expensive to start your own brand. It is. I'm sure the Kiana brand, it would be luxury and great and beautiful, but it'll be very expensive. Oh,
3: no, I'm just going to jump on somebody's bandwagon. St. Regis, me, choice me, please. (laughs) Thank you. Choice me, please. You said (laughs) incentive. Choice me, please. Because that's a whole nother. You don't have to say it. You just, you know. Because you know what I look at it when I look at just individual businesses, right? You own, um, A couple of houses, you put it on Airbnb, right? You can put your furniture in there. You can do all these things to give the certain type, to attract a certain clientele. But I, with hotels, I've just, it's just like, it's convenience. Mm-hmm. It's location. Mm-hmm. And it's OK. Somebody told me this place was luxurious, but I don't see any major commercials or campaigns for hotels. Like I see a little something like, you know, you got certain names. Where you're like, OK, tonight I'm just going to go to bed. So I'm going to Hapton in, or today is a luxurious night. This is a date night. You better take me to the St. Regis. It's different. Mm-hmm. But you don't see these huge campaigns for that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like each hotel is already marketed and put into this kind of category of what they can offer and what they can make. So I'm trying to figure out how you can make more money. That's <laughs> a, so <laughs> the hospitality <laughs> industry.
5: I love my industry, but sometimes it can be a little antiquated and won't keep up with the times when it comes to marketing and attracting new guests. So you're right. You don't see a lot of commercials. Yeah. I think I do see more Hilton. Yeah. i have starting trying to, to do more lifestyle. Life, they're trying to do more lifestyle. Yeah. So mm-hmm. to track and then, Hotels have what you call soft brands. And so what a soft brand is, is essentially it's like an independent hotel, but you're still taking advantage of the major hotels franchise or reservation system. So Marriott has Autograph, Hilton has Curio, mm. um, a Choice has the Ascent Collection. Um, it's so many, so I don't want to get them confused. But essentially you can take advantage of that, right? So essentially, you know, you you still have to pay the application fee. You can still kind of have your own uniqueness about it. You can kind of name mm-hmm. it whatever you want. Um, you still, the the brands, they do have some structure, but it's not, it's a little loose, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of market a little
4: bit differently to Got attract it. a different type of guest. Perfect. Man, this is an interesting conversation here. I don't think I was justifying your, <laughs> your interview <laughs> I know, because like, it's like a lot.
5: Well, I I'm know cuz cons- I'm a I used to be, I'm a consultant so I have a consultant
3: mind this is just But the good thing I about I it is yeah. you are a consultant. Yeah. So let's just say all these people in the room today. Mm-hmm. If everybody had this amount of dollars and it's I don't know, 60 people. How much would the you know I'm mean, I'm a dollars and cents type of person. How many dollars does each person need to have to say 60 people and they band together what next step would they need to do to come together and own a hotel? Because like you said, a lot of it can be cash flow and some of it can just be the property values and these values are going up. So it's not like $100,000 in equity. I, I would imagine if I own a hotel, I'm talking a million in equity yeah. in a couple of years, yeah. so that's the game. That's yeah. the real game. Yeah. yeah, that's the real game. Let's yeah. talk about that. The million in equity, yeah. Pay me yeah. in equity. Yeah. Pay me in equity oh. every time. Yeah, yeah.
5: Seven figure it's equity. It's
4: a gym. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a fucking gym. Listen, I like no, seven figures. That's look, the part that we i am agree to that. Let's <laughs> Exactly. So
3: let's, let's talk about that. I, I usually yeah. don't say that out
5: loud in public, but yeah, I'ma to that. Yeah. Um, it's. Oh, I mean, I would say minimum. You know, y'all probably can get something with the. At least, if everybody put in like
4: twenty to twenty five thousand. Okay. Really, what can we get for if well, exactly twenty five
3: thousand a pile?
5: Probably like you know something that's like
3: probably like five to six seven million. Perfect, and mm-hmm. then we're so so really the equity play is the long that's that's the long haul that's the real play when it comes to hotels.
5: Yeah, because see with crop So from my understanding, just hearing what I hear from my friends who are residential when they look for investors, they don't really give their investors equity. They just give them a percentage in return. Yeah. Well, hotels are different. When you get investors, they get a the portion of the equity. They may not get voting rights to control. That's how I structure my deals. All the investors, Let's they get a percentage of equity. Let's talk about Voting
4: rights structure. Let's talk yeah. about how you structure like an investment group
5: so every deal is 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 structured differently i definitely recommend that you get a cpa i'm so glad that you said that earlier yes a cpa <laughs> certified public accountant make sure you get that um, also make you make sure that you want to get an attorney a hotel mm-hmm. someone who specializes in that or and if you're looking to raise capital look to get a securities attorney
2: mm.
5: um because you do not want the sec or the IRS coming at you because for raising capital. I there are three letters that I do not deal with. Mm. <laughs> and I don't You don't want need the to... alphabet boys when mm-hmm. you're back. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I surely have my securities lawyer. And um, so that's what you want to do to structure because you're dealing with securities on a larger scale, right? Mm. And securities meaning, you know, if you're seeking out a return or dividends, that's what it means when it comes to security. So typically how how I structure my deals, um, typically raise capital from private investors, give them a, a equity based off their portion um, and then give them a percentage of the profits, and so um, on a quarterly basis, and um, and then you know you get your really true value you, uh, when you sell the hotel. So then they'll get their they'll get their their full investment back. And it all it depends on the hotel too. It depends on how. So that's where I come in as an asset manager, managing the asset to make sure that my investors come in. So if you you know meet anybody who is like, hey, I want you to invest in this hotel because I'm pretty sure. There's gonna be a whole bunch of people now yes. saying, yeah. I got a deal that I want you to invest in, and they ain't never done anything, they don't have a team together. So when you're investing in a deal, make sure you do your research. And this is just for anything that you invest in. Make sure you do your research. You know, what kind of experience do they have? Have they ever worked? Somebody on that team has to have some type of hotel experience because the lender won't approve it. Now mm. lending is tougher
4: now because of COVID. Let's talk about that. Yeah. How lending. how how is it how has the lending Um, been impacted by COVID-19 in your industry? So I had one of my uh, clients, they were about to close on a, what
5: was it? Maybe about, I think it was 48 million. Yeah, $48 million hotel deal. And they lost their financing. It was a new construction loan. COVID, they missed it by 45 days because of COVID.
4: Damn. Mm. Mm. Done.
5: Now we got to restart the entire process over.
4: Wait a minute. So there are lenders out there that's going to give you acquisition and construction on these hotels? Yeah. Yeah.
5: And then even some you'll get some some will do if you can't get the full thing. I think some they'll give you depending on your depending on what you can find. You can find someone that doesn't a mezzanine, mezzanine loan mm-hmm. um, or bridge loan. Um, and then um, then you have folks who will cover the construction.
4: What's a mezzanine loan?
5: Yes. Mezzanine loan is. It's, it's like a, it's kind of help you get to that, that financing as far as for the construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's kind of like that. Uh, you could probably explain it better than I can.
4: No, no, not in the hotel world. That's oh, all. Well,
5: I'm trying
4: to. That's a whole different I'm trying world. to make sure
5: that I don't overcomplicate that's it. That's above me. Really? Oh, yeah.
3: Anyway,
5: <laughs> I essentially, what a, ma- essentially what a MES loan is, it's just like a it's kind of like a, a gap to kind of if you can't get all of your financing for construction. And so you may need like some money to kind of cover you until you get your construction because you still have other things that you have to, you know, pay for, like the Mm -hmm. building and it's just sitting there. So Mm -hmm. you get what is called like a a MES loan. And so sometimes it's like, you know, some people can get the MES loan, but they can't get the construction loan. Uh And Some people can't get the construction loan, some people get the MES loan. And so typically when you work with but that... That is a whole, that's a whole nother
4: level. Yeah, that's a whole nother plan. Yeah, that's a whole
5: nother, like first time hotel owners, they not dealing with that. And if you are a first time hotel or dealing with that, you have a hundred, multiple hundred million dollars of real estate in your portfolio for you to be having that conversation.
4: So how important is your experience as you know, just an investor Period, right? Whether you're owning multifamilies, because you just said $100 million worth of whatever, right? But mm-hmm. if someone's coming from the residential and maybe they own, let's just say, a 100 doors, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they own 30, 40 properties, is it easier for them to get financing from these banks coming from that multifamily investor world, residential kind of sort of commercial versus going in down to the hospitality industry?
5: They need to have someone on their team with the experience. Okay. And the reason why it's even more crucial than that is because during COVID, experienced hoteliers lost their hotel and had to give it back to the bank. So now you got this first time hotel owner who say, Oh, you know, I got like 50 doors and the bank's like, that's great. But have you ever operated a hotel before? Right. You need to have somebody on your team, whether it's the management company an asset manager, somebody, somebody has to be on your team. Meaning when you send your, your, your information to the bank, as far as, you know, essentially like a pitch deck, for those who don't know what a pitch deck is, it's just essentially giving an overview of what your project, who's on your team, the financial projections, you know, the competition, it's just giving you an over it's just giving the bank and your potential investors an overview of 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 your project. It's essentially telling the story to say I can get this deal
4: done and I can make money and pay you your money back. That's essentially what a pitch deck
3: is. Oh wow! Yeah. Man, you're giving out that's, a lot
5: of
4: information yeah. about this hotel game, and I know there's a lot that you're not covering right now. Oh yeah, this um, is not
3: this is just this, scratching just, this is surface. just scratching the surface. That's why I wanted to ask you. So yeah, if someone wanted to own a hotel and they have some money, like oh I got about fifty thousand yeah. and I want to be a part of, I at least want to get my foot in the door. Yeah, is that where you come in?
5: Yeah. I mean, you can invest, I, you know, I don't have any deals right now, but um, if you wanted, I would say start off as a passive investor. So a passive investor is someone who and wants to invest privately, like through a crowdfund or invest through REITs, real estate investment trust or invest privately. Um, I would start that way because uh, you could start with like 50,000 or, mm-hmm. you know, 10,000, depending on the deal. And then maybe then transition to someone to active. Mm. Now, if you have more access to cash or more access to capital, because um, I've seen people who use lines of credit to invest, come in with one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand because they had that line of credit to invest. So you, sometimes you can use it as leverage to partner mm. where you can actually get on a deal as a GP. Right. Nice. And GP stands for general partner. And so that means you're stepping into that ownership role. Um, So that could be some ways as far as some strategies that you can get on your deal. But it goes back to your investment thesis and criteria, what you really want to do.
3: Thank you. Well, I want to say this. Man. We're about to wrap up this episode. <laughs> so Was it too much? I no, sure. I, to, yeah. I get to it. If anybody has any questions, get to, this whew, is please passion, get over there. Sorry. And, um, for now, while we wait for an, any, any one that may have a question, we got to ask you a rant and a gem about your industry. Okay. Because one thing about it, every industry has their rants and every industry has their gem. So let's start off with a rant about your industry, something that is just your pet peeve in your industry.
5: Can it just be an industry or can it just be a <laughs> go,
3: go ahead, go ahead.
5: So I've been seeing a lot of this on Instagram about manifestation.
3: <laughs>
5: you have to do the work. So you oh. have to do the work. Not just put together yes. no, no, to any yes. nothing against that. You have to do the work. It's just not It's just not, you just can't say it and it'll happen. Like, it it drives me crazy. You have to, now you can say it. Now I do want you to say it because I say my things, but you have to speak it with convention and you have to do the work and you have to stay focused. Without without focus, there's no such thing as manifestation. Mm. So you can't say, I want to become, you know, a millionaire, but you over there spending all your money. And you're not focused on one thing. You just—I just, I, I just want to buy every ebook, take every class, do all this. And you're not focused on one thing. You have to follow your passion. The money will come. So many people are—that's a whole nother podcast, mm. I'm but, sure. Well, I, but the rant—I got <laughs> that, that rant, no, baby. I felt a, that one. Yeah, I felt and, that and one. it just drives me crazy. So just stay with your passion, focus on your goal. The money will come because people—you know when you know how when you go to the supermarket and you're hungry and you buy the whole store. That's because you hungry. So when you out here buying all this stuff, you hungry, you hungry for learning. So you have to take the time and focus so that we can really that way you can make the right decision. That way you can do your research and that way you won't
3: be wasting money and time. Mm. Mm.
4: Go ahead. You better, better preach, God. You better preach. All
3: right, what's the gym? Give us you not that you haven't given us I, enough I, gems, I but give, give us it. one gem, one gym, or even where to get started, one step, something. Give us a gym about your industry. Something you love about it.
5: I do love that the hospitality industry is one of the few industries. It's a big economic driver, right, for jobs. So I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I can employ a lot of people, not only with the job, but with the career providing benefits,
2: Mm.
5: you know, providing dental insurance, you know, providing travel benefits. Uh, You know, you can start off from a front desk agent and now become a hotel owner. And I'm very fortunate that I created a platform where people can they they wanted to do it. But now that they know it's possible, Mm. that someone that looks like me, who's a little who 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 is brown, but they black and they're not. Because usually you see a lot of people who are from the Indian community owning hotels and they're like, now this sister is owning something. And and so that's a, a, a gem that the hospitality industry you can start off literally from being a dishwasher and becoming a CEO. I That's love
4: amazing. it. That's amazing. That that is amazing. Look, so we got a question from our lovely studio audience. Introduce guys, yourself.
5: My name is Dominice. I'm here from Miami. Um you I just came want from to say, Miami for this? Yes, I do. I love it. Shout
4: out to yes, you. Thank you. More wine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say that you have opened my mind to so much more. Um I feel like, Kiana, like I was thinking so micro, like so small um, and kudos to you for even owning a hotel like that is just that's so bomb. Um, But my question is, would you suggest um, getting into the
5: industry with zero knowledge? With zero knowledge? Like about the hospitality um, industry. I would definitely say do your research. There are a lot of organizations out here. Um, NAPHOOD, which stands for National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. Say that again? NAPHOOD. NAPHOOD? NAPHOOD NAPHOOD is the National Association of Black Hotel Owners, Operators, and Developers. That's an organization. Their goal is to increase the percentage of African-Americans. AHOA, which stands for the Asian American Hotel Owners Association. They have a lot of free information. So I would say definitely do your research before you jump and make a major investment, because, again, we just went through COVID. So some people lost money. Um, So you want to make sure that you're educated on what you're doing, because it is a very capital intensive industry. And I would hate to see that you're losing your money um, jumping into something that you didn't educate
3: yourself on. Okay, and don't you offer education? I do. So. As we thank wrap up this plug, episode, girl. don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> um, I, wanna, I want her to talk about where you where you they can find you, what you stand for, um, where you what you offer as far as your consultant um, firm and all that good stuff. Tell everybody all about you and where they can find you.
5: Thank you, thank you. So my name um, on Instagram at Davon Reeves, so D-A-V-O-N-N-E Reeves, R-E-A-V-S on Instagram. Um, I have an upcoming mastermind for those who are like really serious and really related to a hotel. I have a mastermind coming up in a couple weeks. So just go to my Instagram. Where at? Because
4: um, I'm coming. It's online. I need to learn about this.
5: Yes. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is about This is going to be intense. You got to do the homework. By the time you finish this mastermind, you should be able to put a LOI
4: somewhere. Mm. Letter, oh, I love letter it. Letter of intent. Yeah. LOI. Yeah. OK.
5: Um. And also, um. I have a goal to create 221 hotel owners and investors this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black. <laughs> So I'm I'm definitely almost there. I've created some investors um who've actually invested in some hotels. I have another have some other deals and I have a large project that's coming up, so I I can't wait to announce it. Um, but yeah, and to to help people um uh, create generational wealth and wealth not even generate create wealth for your family. Um I mean, create wealth for you first and then yeah. that way you can pass it down to your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love yeah. it.
4: No, this was um My mind is still like, I got so much in my brain right
3: now. This was an enlightening episode, right?
4: Like It definitely stretched my thinking because I was just thinking multifamilies, commercials, and now you got me thinking about hospitality and really learning this business. So thank you for um, coming on the show and and giving us um, your time and and your intellectual property. Most important, we we definitely appreciate that. So this was a great episode, guys. I don't know about y'all, man, but this queen is over here killing the game. So y'all give her a round of applause. This was great. Um, she's gonna be here, so ask her questions off camera. Um, you should have been here, YouTube, but you know so it you. is what it is. But um, yeah, so we're gonna wrap this one up, right? right? So this is uh, Matt Garland, MLS number five eight seven zero zero, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy,
3: and this is Kiana Watson, license number three one seven five seven six. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rants and Jim Show. All right. Peace.